Hello. Hello. And welcome to Love and Lit Love. Guys, this is our first podcast and we're really excited. We're maybe a little too excited. Yeah, we unfortunately told everyone in our life about this and so we have no going back at this point. Yeah, yeah. We're Um, fully committed. No, like really. Um, But I don't... So at least for like the first couple podcasts before we inevitably become super famous yeah um and get sponsorships from book of the month audible you get it um you know people will probably know who we are it's gonna be our friends (laughs) who are listening to this yeah (laughs) hi mom no hey mom my name is Alaire. i am a student currently um you know graduating in a few years I love romance novels. I love romance novels. I love women's fiction. Um, I love books. I've been through... It's been a real journey, I would say, with my reading my reading journey. Um, some summers, as a kid, I would read, like, 80 books a summer. Other summers, I'd read, like, no books. So, you know, it really fluctuates. But I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited that my co-host is here. Um, and I'm really excited for you guys to listen. So... You'll find out more about me, you know, as we go on. Yeah. That's just a little sneak peek. So. A little, a little, a little bite. A little taste. A little yeah. crumb. No. A little crumb. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Sophia. I'm also currently a student, but I will be graduating in a few months. So Whoa. <laughs> I know it's a crazy concept. Um, and I had like a reading renaissance, um, truthfully, probably right after... Bridgerton first came out Mm. and I was like this is gold and so I read the Bridgerton books and then kind of waned out a little bit but in summer 2021 I picked up a little silly book called A Court of Thorns and Roses and unfortunately (laughs) I've not been the same since Mm. we can dive into that later yeah absolutely if you're unsure about how you feel about it I'm also unsure about how I feel about it um but yeah when my, you know, co-host, friend, extraordinaire, Alaire, was like, let's do a podcast on smutty books and romance novels. I was like, that is the only thing I talk about. So I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, and I would just quickly like to circle back to the Bridgerton point really, really fast. I had the same experience where I found out that the show named Bridgerton was coming out, and I was like, I have to read the books first, obviously. And my life was changed. It was changed. Even though... We'll dive into that later. Those books, you know, there's some problems there. Oh, major. I mean, they were the first (laughs) books I read that had sex in them. Yeah. Yeah, I think me too. I think I read one. I read The Light We Lost, and there wasn't, like, sex, but there was, like, a steamy scene. Mm. And then I read Bridgerton, and I was like, whoa. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) The game changed. Um, but I also only read the first four books because mm. I, like, imagined the actors, and I was like, I can't imagine, like, kids. Children, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I totally get that. I have not read the other books. Yeah, yeah. Um, My also, favorite is the second one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's the only good one. It's the only, maybe the only good, yeah. It's <laughs> the only good one. Um, anyways, we were thinking maybe to break the ice a little bit. To start off, we could talk about our favorite tropes, our least favorite tropes, favorite smutty books just to you know get us going a little bit yeah the juice is flowing Sophia do you have a favorite trope I so from the start my favorite trope was enemies to lovers Mm. and I think that like 
it still reigns true for me. However, I do think the trope is a little bit overdone mm. and over-marketed, which I yes. do not like. Okay. And I, I think most romance novels, like, there's conflict with the characters, and so they have to start off not liking each other. Yeah. Um, and so I, I hesitate to say enemies to lovers, but mm. to my core... To, to your core. <laughs> <laughs> I think particularly, like, oh fantasy enemies to lovers where yes. the stakes are super super high yes like if this is a suburban guy who is like subaru broke down and he doesn't like his next door neighbor like come on that's not enemies mm. to lovers you mm. know what i mean like that's like strangers yeah, yeah yeah we're talking about like knife at the throat you killed my family enemies mm. to lovers <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's really funny my favorite trope is definitely grumpy ex sunshine um i love a grumpy ex sunshine wow i think that if they are just complete opposites in terms of personality. Like, I love, like, the I hate everyone but you trope, too. Like, I just... I'm screaming. I think I'm projecting a little bit, but... Like, <laughs> but it's cute. It's really cute. It's sweet. It makes my heart melt. Um, but you know what? I also love best friends to lovers. That's bold. Which is bold. That's bold. Best friends to lovers. Like, I just... I think that was... I don't know where that comes from. I'm also projecting, but (laughs) I do not like friends to lovers. Really? Yeah. But I think also like, I don't really have a lot of guy friends. Like most of my guy friends either to me or I'm into them. And so we're not really friends. Mm, I see. I see. I think I'm just attracted to the idea of like the slow burn where it's like slow burns my favorite. It's like, Oh my God, you were like really good friends. And then like, I feel like some of my favorite books, um, have been, a slow burn oh absolutely yeah, yeah you know what i go back on that i retract i think if they if their relationship was already established before the book began mm. i can't get into it as much but if the relationship builds along with the book yes. i like it yes i liked like what was the book people we meet on vacation was that, yeah yeah was that, that was kind of friends to lovers oh totally that friends was friends to lovers, to lovers. Right? i mean let's be real they were never friends to begin with but yeah i know the chemistry the chemistry the chemistry off the chart should we say like as of now what are our favorite smutty books yeah yeah that's tough that's really tough this is a podcast about smutty about books funny books you know what this might this might change as we continue yeah as we dissect these novels as these we really pieces do pieces of literature What's your favorite? I gotta, we made, we made a master list. I have to look through this master list a little bit. Yeah. I have my Kindle cloud reader out too, because. Oh, that's so smart. (laughs) That's so smart. Yeah. Let me, you know what? Let me pull up my Goodreads. I'm a big Emily Henry fan. I love I do like Emily Henry. Um, I do like, um, what else do I like? I'm going to edit this out because it's taking forever. But I like Mia Sosa. I liked. The Wedding Crasher, I liked The Worst Best Man. Those are two of my favorite smutty books. Um, I like, gosh, I don't know. What are, do you have any any top favorites? My favorite, or one of my favorites, is Icebreaker. Mm. That Uber scene, like, changed okay. the chemical makeup of my brain, and I've just, I have not been the same since. I haven't read it yet. I need to read I have it. it literally sitting on my bookshelf as we speak. If my mom hadn't texted me saying that I was buying too many books on Amazon, I would have also bought the paperback copy before it gets traditionally published. But at this point, like, I think she would be really mad at me if she saw me order another book. That's really funny. Um, I, I just loved it. 
I it just did something to me. I don't know. It was I, fabulous. I've heard really good things about it. I've seen it all over. Some of my favorites. Oh, A Court of Silver Flames. Mm. Again, like, I am an Akatar girly. We don't have to talk about it. Just accept that it happened. <laughs> I really liked um, This Time Next Year by Sophie Cousins, which wasn't super smutty, but it was it was really good. It was kind of like fate and, like, stuff like that. I love those little, like, intertwined, like, storylines. Um, I also really liked The Flat Chair by Beth O'Leary. Oh. I'm a big fan of British writers. We Met in December by Rosie Curtis. I don't know if you've ever read. Th- Anyways. No, but they're I'm all adding it to the similar. list. Um, I guess also, this also sort of segues, mm. little segue moment um, into what the like first episode we wanted to like have it be about. Yes. Because we said our favorite smutty books, but we have a list right here versus our spice and smut pile, and mm-hmm. we mentioned some spice and smut. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, what we wanted our first episode to be, drumroll please, dun 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 dun, is talking about the difference between smut and spice. Mm-hmm. We have no real qualifications for this. Yes. This is just based off of, like, what we think the vibe yes. is. Yes, Um, And... Yeah, like we're the disclaimer. We're we think we're well read, but like compared to some other people on TikTok and BookTube and just in general, know, just in general, like you know, we're probably missing out on a bunch of things. But like this is just for yes shits and gigs, so yes. it's fine. And I don't know anything about classical literature other than like Pride and Prejudice, and like I also want to say like we are both like very strong feminists. And um, the fact that we have to disclaim that before to, going into this. That. And I think we want to explore through this podcast, like, what is smut, can smut, can, like, quote-unquote women's fiction or, like, queer fiction, romantic fiction, like, can it be a part of feminism? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer either. That's but... something that we might ask people about you might bring in some special guests guys we have some people we have a list we have a we have a lineup um and we also want to talk about like sexuality and romance and love and relationships a lot throughout this podcast does smut have a negative connotation or kind of a connotation of shame and how can we as love and love podcasters change the world change the world obviously (laughs) but also maybe like chip away at that at those feelings of shame because you know you shouldn't be embarrassed about reading anything exactly yeah i think it totally has a negative connotation and like we were talking about initially when we were thinking about this episode whether or not we wanted to do smut spice and erotica Mm -hmm. and the term erotica is sort of made fun of and you think of a cheesy cover from like the 1980s with his like wind blowing her you know bodice is like ripped you know what I mean like (laughs) it's like this romance whatever um and I think that like we decided that erotica is sort of interchangeable Mm -hmm. um between smut and spice but I do think it does have a negative connotation and like you know I have you know friends will be like oh you're just reading erotica and I'm like no (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's also like I was doing like very preliminary research about just like the history of the word smut and I guess I just didn't realize that it's like used to describe like 
like shameful things. Like there, I was looking up smut New York Times, and there were like all these articles from like the 60s, 70s, 80s, just being like smutty or like pornographic content. Like it was just a, a word used to describe like, mm-hmm. like I don't know what's the word that I'm looking for. Kind of like taboo content or yeah. something like that. And so I just, first of all, like, didn't really know that. I thought it was just a word that, like, I found on Tumblr and I was 13 and that's where it came from or something. But I'm sure we can have a a whole conversation about, like, smut or, like, literature versus, like, visual, Mm -hmm. you know, like, sex scenes or something like that. I feel like if you do say that you read, like, smut or women's fiction, people are automatically, like, you must be an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, especially men. Yes. Or people who don't read it, I guess. I feel like the genre has also, maybe at first, like, was exclusive in the way that it didn't really include parts of, like, like queer relationships or, like, the relationships of, like, non-white characters. And I think, like, the genre should be defined by a like diversity of relationships because like that's how I think that's so fulfilling you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I think that's how the genre becomes fulfilling is when people can like just like read about different relationships and experience like it is kind of a form of escapism because it's so like I don't know it's just fun sometimes to just read something that's just like not gonna take you forever to read it's it's like easy to pick up yeah yeah and even if it's contemporary fiction Mm. it's still fantasy like no guy's treating me like that yeah 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 it's like like fantasy is my favorite genre but frankly it's all fantasy it's it's all (laughs) fantasy um i saw this tiktok where this girl was like the like smut to celibacy pipeline is so real oh my god and i found that so funny because i was sort of like yeah like i'm sort of my I wouldn't say that, like, my preferences has have changed, mm. but I've found that, like, I've, I'm, like, satisfied in other areas of my life. Yeah. And, like, reading Smut, I'm like, oh, like, you know, why am I crying over a guy who's only whatever? Yeah. Or, like, this guy on Hinge was a dick to me. Boo-hoo. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just think it's really interesting because I, like, looking back on, like... Mm. I mean, I'm not going to talk about, like, my entire sexual history on this podcast yet, (laughs) yet, but looking sort of back on, like, the past couple years, there definitely has been, like, (laughs) a dry spot (laughs) when I started reading Smut. That's so funny. That's so funny. We need an infographic for that. No, we really do. We really do. We really do. We need, someone needs to write a thesis on it. Yeah. So anyways kind of going over all of that we've made a little list of like what we think is smut and spice mm-hmm. um it's really arbitrary but i think what we decided for smut and spice is that spicy books sort of when the characters like have sex this isn't always but typically they're like when they have sex is when they come together and when they're like partners and they're in love and that's it yes and then for smut, a lot of times sex is incorporated before they're together. Yes. As a couple. Yeah, yeah. And obviously there's more sex in smut than there is mm-hmm, in spice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's still sex, but, like, there's more description or there's this and that, whatever. Yeah, yeah. At least how, that's how we sort of categorized yeah. it. Yeah. I also think that, like, we were talking about the way the authors might, like, describe 
like sex as part of a relationship and we were talking about the language that they might use mm-hmm. and Sophia <laughs> Sophia brought up like the kind of like quote unquote like cut to black or like fade to black kind of theme fade to black um which I think is so funny because it's so true it's so true or like I just think maybe we should do an entire episode on just, like, ways that authors, like, euphemisms for sex. No, literally. They're really funny sometimes. Well, for example, what made me think of it was the Shatter Me series, which I'm reading right now, and it's so funny because it's a YA book, Mm -hmm. so you can't really write super smutty, whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. But it's so obvious that the characters are having sex. And mm. It's so obvious that, like, he's, like, kissing him, like, I want to explore your body. <laughs> and, like, pulls down his pants or something, and, like, that's it. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what happened. Like, he's like, no. Like, we all know what happened. I know. I know. I'm wondering, like, what young readers, like, think of that. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, how does that, like, could the scene just not be included? Or, like, what's... No, I want it in there. <laughs> Me too, but yeah, it's just interesting. I think, like, I've seen a lot of discourse on TikTok about the, like, the difference between the label of young adult fiction uh-huh. and then, like... And new adult, which is new this adult, new genre. Which is this new genre, and yeah. then, like, women's fiction. So mm-hmm. it's, I guess it is important to, like, really know your audience and know yeah. the appropriateness that you have to convey. One interesting case... um, which, if you've read Kingdom of the Wicked, then you'll understand our entire thought process. If you haven't, that sucks to be you, and you're not going to get this, so <laughs> just listen. Um, but I think I categorize it, so we have Fade to Black, Spice, and then Smut as our different levels, as of now. It's only mm-hmm. the first episode. <laughs> um, but the Kingdom of the Wicked trilogy has... Each book is in each level. That's and so the cool. first book is totally YA. Mm. I mean, it's like, you know, whatever. The first book is maybe they kiss. I don't even remember, mm. right? The second book, they don't have sex, but they do kiss and, like, other stuff, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And it's definitely spicy. Like, it's very, it's very slow burn build up, like, the mm. whole book. The third book, I swear to God, I talked about this in... Um, I don't know where I talked about it. I think it's just in my head, frankly. Um, <laughs> maybe to a friend. Kingdom of the Feared. So Kingdom of the Cursed is, like, the spice pile. Kingdom of the Feared, there's so much smut in it. Really? In, like, descriptive sex scenes. Wow. And it's so interesting, because if you pick up the first book and you're 12, maybe not 12, you're, like, you know, 14, yeah, 15, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah. But the, if I had read, as a 14-year-old, the third book, I would have been, like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. And not that, like, 14-year-olds can't read about sex. I don't think that's really an issue. I think it's whenever mm. you're ready. But mm-hmm. it's just so interesting because the the series, I don't know if it changed or whatever, but it got progressively smuttier as it went along. That's, I wonder, like, what the motivation for that was. Yeah. That's really interesting. And if she was sort of... I mean, this book was really big on book talk. And so mm. it was the author... Um, catering to this audience which is really consistent of like yeah 20 to 30 year old women i would say yeah yeah yeah, yeah happy valentine's day everyone by the way oh, yeah happy oh my god happy, happy valentine's. valentine's day arguably this is my favorite holiday because it's just like there's i've never had any pressure i've never been dating mm. anyone on valentine's day it's just been easy like <laughs> smooth sailing like smooth sailing wow i 
I do love Valentine's Day. And not only because my middle name is Valentine. Epic. But because I just... You know that TikTok audio that's like, capitalism really popped off? (laughs) That's like how I feel about Valentine's Day. Because it's like, I am a sucker for anything pink. Mm -hmm. I just am. Like, the colors, the chocolates. What more could a person want? You know, in the spirit of Valentine's Day, in the spirit of love and romance. I feel like this podcast, I feel like we're here to also, like, maybe empower our audience through reading, you know? Yeah. Because I think... That's something that a lot of people feel is like when they read, you know, some smutty, smutty books, Mm-mm-mm. it's like kind of a sneak peek into like how relationships work or how mm-hmm. maybe the fantasy of relationships, but maybe that's just as valuable yeah. as like hearing from a friend about their relationship or like watching a TV show and hearing about someone's experience or yeah. something like that. And also, I think, learning as well about sex and Mm -hmm. learning about, I mean, what happens, you know? Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that, like, you have to do to become, I mean, yes and no. You know, you have to understand your body, but also, like, you can can learn your body on your own. Yeah, exactly. Um, Exactly. Yeah, I think it's super important. I think, I mean, it's... For me, at least, like, I found it to be sort of one great way to, like, connect with other people, too. Mm. And, like, I feel so much less ashamed and so much less, like, embarrassed, like, oh, my God, whatever. Now I'm like, oh, my God, yes. Like, let me tell you about this vibrator. Let me tell you about this smutty-ass book. Like, you're going to love it. It opens up so many conversations. Yeah. And podcasts. And podcasts. And and this podcast right here. But, yeah, it's so cool that we can, like, have this open conversation right now. You know what I mean? Like, I I think before I started reading these books, I wouldn't feel even comfortable, like, talking about this stuff. Mm -mm. And I think it's also so cool, like, you know, hold your horses, people, but further down the line, we might have a little sex ed smut episode. Get ready. But it's cool how it's, like, you know, obviously consult with your doctors, consult with (laughs) your psychologists, consult with people who know a lot more than we do. But sometimes, like, the little the little elements of like of sex or like sexual relationships you wouldn't know unless you have like friends who are super verbal or like a sibling who's super verbal yeah. or like a parent who's super open about it but if you don't have those resources like sometimes books can kind of show you like you deserve something that is enjoyable mm-hmm. you deserve something that's like pleasurable even as like a woman or like a queer person mm-hmm. you know what I mean um so I think that's another advantage to, like reading things that are kind of smutty I mean, I remember I was so, I started noticing this in every single book that, like, there's sort of this buildup that a lot of these smutty romance novels have Mm -hmm. where they kind of start off with, they have their first kiss and it's, you know, they're making out and it's passionate. And then the second time they meet up, it's almost, he always goes down on her. Mm -hmm. Almost always before they have sex. It's like this level that they build up to. Um, And I, I really had, like, that thought had just not occurred to me before. Yeah, yeah. And I never, like, I was, I just was sort of like, oh, my God, like, mm. what the, like, <laughs> like, what was I doing? Yeah, um, yeah. And I think that, like, that for me at least was a really big, like, eye-opening moment where I was like, okay, I don't want to, you know, the next person I choose to be with is, you mm. know, I want these, not like I need to have my life, whatever, but I want yeah. sort of these, like, 
this is how I want this trajectory to go. This is how I yes. want things to play out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I wouldn't have, and again, cause it's sort of targeted towards women and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like it didn't even occur to me that like a guy could enjoy that. Yes. You know, I just assumed yeah. that it was something they had to do and yeah. whatever. And so yeah. that was like sort of an eye opening moment that I got through reading these books because I mean, how else would I have known? I, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel like reading these other narratives of how, like, sex and relationship building can go can help you be, like, can totally help you shape your own. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, even, like, seeing all these possibilities, it's kind of like, wow. Like, obviously this is fiction, but still, like, you know, someone wrote this. And, yes. like, <laughs> and it's like, where else do, like, non-cis men have the opportunity to, like, safely and independently explore their sexual sexualities like not you know what i mean it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to feel like safe in your own body sometimes so it's mm-hmm. like this is just such a cool opportunity and a cool like i think also the community is so great mm-hmm. like people who enjoy these books it's kind of like a litmus test a little bit like <laughs> people who like these books i'm like i know they're gonna be cool you know like i no. know they're gonna be chill yes yeah. exactly um I completely agree. And I love putting people on these books. I love, mm-hmm. like, hearing, like, getting the texts about them and, like, everything. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, they're, like, one of my really good friends now, like, I saw that she was liking, um, on Instagram, on the Explore page, mm-hmm. I saw that she was, like, liking these posts about, like, and they're memes about, like, Akatar or whatever. And I was like, who? I'm like, what like, I would have never in a million years guessed that and no then I way. went up to her at a party and I was like hey I know what you're reading and she was like oh that's not just what I'm reading let me show you the full list <gasps> and now we text like every day and it, we just this like friendship that formed yeah. because I saw yeah. her liking posts on Instagram and yeah. I was like I was like okay I see you like yeah yeah and it's so fun to like like chat with people about these books it's so fun it's like I haven't done this type of thing like since I was younger or like you know fangirling Mm -hmm. over like a random youtuber or something like that but it's fun to just like feel connected to people through something that you enjoy mutually and for me at least a lot of that came through tiktok Mm. um because people were posting about it yeah I hadn't I was so not into I was so not into this. Like, I was so not into books. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was. Like, I was always... Like, when I was younger, I read all the time. Yeah. And yeah. I was always, like, nose in a book, whatever. Um, but then it got boring for me. And mm-hmm. I was... You know, I wanted to watch a show like Euphoria. I wanted... In seventh yeah. grade, I wanted to watch Gossip Girl because that was, like, sexy and this and yeah, that. And, yeah, Um, And I had no idea. It was right there the whole time. It was right there. It was right there. <laughs> it was right there. I know. Yeah. And it's... Also interesting, like, the Bridgerton novels were published in, like, the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess these books, like, these books have been, have been, you know, showing up at, like, random truck stops and, like, do you ever, like, <laughs> walk into, like, a, a gas station or, like, a, a bookstore? Or CVS. And you yeah. see these really, you know, exactly what you were saying, like, <laughs> blouse torn open, like, Fabio. Like, yes. <laughs> and it's like, wow, like, you know, maybe you wouldn't consider that to be the exact same specific genre of what we're reading but it it probably is it's like women and non-cis men deserve to read smut 
Yeah. Yeah. And men too, but you know, we're both women, so. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> if someone, if, we, if, we, if anyone listening is a man and wants to join. Absolutely. Absolutely. Come, come guest star. No, literally. Yeah. We'll love it. We'll yeah. love it. Yeah. I was so funny because my, my dad's mom, so my grandma on my dad's side, mm. um, my like I you know I I read a ton at home now obviously and my and I also love to like needlepoint and knit because I it's really fun I'm not That's gonna so cool I'm not gonna try to justify I just it. started knitting oh my god we should knit together N- knit podcast knit podcast okay that's our next podcast <laughs> knit and let and knit and let live yeah <laughs> OMG um but my 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 dad said to me he was like yeah you know my mom used to read all the time too and I was like smut runs in the family like there's no <laughs> way like queen was not reading this yeah, and i yeah. i so wish i could ask her but that got really sad but <laughs> like give me the rex yeah. give me the rex <laughs> yeah 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 and also just to give more of like an overview of something we're planning on doing in the in the podcast you know history of smut yeah is an upcoming episode i am a history uh, concentrator. Exactly, so. exactly. And as an anthropology concentrator, I have to, I have to mix in some discussions of history too sometimes. So, you know, you dabble. I dabble. I dabble in the, I dabble in all the social sciences. <laughs> you know, in the humanities. Um, yeah. So the first episode is obviously has been like not as organized. Yeah. Um, because, sort of just like an introduction and you know get you kind of like edging you a little bit we're yeah. getting you excited we're getting you a little turned on yeah some would say this is like the first sizzling kiss the first sizzling kiss yeah. exactly also you guys can check out our newsletter um if you subscribe on our website so it's yeah. super exciting we'd love to have you everything's free because obviously it's free like we're <laughs> like we have no qualifications or anything yeah we have <laughs> yeah we're just we're just two gals. Two gals. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. in the future we'll get like a Patreon. Yeah. I don't even know what a Patreon is. Exclusive content. Oh. For money. Oh, who would want to buy? No one's going to no want gonna that. No one's going to buy that. But no one's going to want that. Maybe like we'll have our cousins buy it yeah, or something. Yeah, our but... family members. Yeah, literally. We can make a like selling Girl Scout cookies yeah, to your yeah, yeah. merch. <laughs> Mer- okay, merch will be. Merch will be happening. Merch will be happening. Yeah, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but you know. Gotta yeah. turn big. That's true. We started planning the launch party before we started planning the podcast. Yeah, We're which really might excited. be evident in the listening of this. Yeah, I mean, we're like, this is terrible. <laughs> this is trash. This is Love and Lit Love. I'm Alaire. I'm Sophia. And happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Best day of the year. Best day of the year. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.